You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. Welcome back to another episode of the Buffalo Happy Hour. Mike, what's going on? Derek, we are downtown, and we have two wonderful guests that are going to educate us, as well as our community, on all of the special work that they do. Um, So we should start with introductions and then titles, if applicable, and then dive into all things local Buffalo nonprofit. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having us today. Um, My name is Carolyn Welch. I'm the executive director of Weedy. And I'm Erin Kelly, and I am the director of external relations. So what does WEEDY stand for? So WEEDY stands for the Westminster Economic Development Initiative. Um, so we were initially started by the Westminster Church as a 501c3 with a small education program. And we've grown pretty significantly since then. I think people mostly know us for the West Side Bazaar. That's really our, our kind of crown jewel that hmm. people see most in the community. But we, we're much larger than that. We're also um, a CDFI, which is a community development financial institution, and we run education programs for English language learners. So, so how did the church start that? The church started Energy as a program on the west side to help students out who needed homework assistance. And as um, the program started to grow, the church realized they needed to turn it into a 501c3 in order to have the program be able to support itself. At the same time, the church was very interested in the development of Grant Street. So we actually started out on Ferguson Avenue. Um, That was their first project. And they were doing a lot of work with the housing over on Ferguson Avenue and really trying to help flip the neighborhood over. But then as they got into the work, they realized that people needed more opportunity on the west side. So it became a small business organization, and we started funding entrepreneurs who aren't eligible for bank loans. So maybe they have great experience, they, they've been a chef for 20 years and they want their own restaurant, but they might not have the credit in order to start their restaurant that they want to do. So they can come to Weedy and be able to get that business loan to start, start up their restaurant and then eventually move forward into becoming banked. Sure. That, that's awesome. Most people don't know the work behind the scenes to start a business, especially for people that weren't born in this country. So it's nice having this outlet. And honestly, some of the biggest, like you were saying, uh, the West Side Bazaar, some of the biggest hotspots in the city 
have the same sort of startup story that most people don't know at all. Mm-hmm. So what was it like um, for both of your standpoints just to kind of see Weedy transform from start to where you are today? Well, you know, honestly, Weedy has grown so very organically. It's really been cool to watch. I've been with Weedy for five years. We've been incorporated for 11 now. No. That's 11 is when we started Westside Bazaar. So 2006 is when Weedy became a, a 501c3, and it started with one staff person wow. and basically no budget. So we've gone from that to today where we have 35 staff and a $2 million a year budget. Wow, that's awesome. So and it really is just natural growth. Like the West Side Bazaar, it's kind of fun because our founders are still very involved. So the first West Side Bazaar was in 2011, and it was down at Global Villages on Grant Street was the initial space. Louise Sano was one of our initial businesses in the West Side Bazaar, and she's still there today. It's right beside Gershio. Yep, right next to Gershio's. I cannot recommend her more. You need that weird gift for somebody that has everything? Go talk to Louise. She will hook you up. (laughs) Um, But we were only there for about a year, and it was just tables, and somebody had like a crock pot with food. But it was so wildly successful, they signed the lease down at 25 Grant Street. So we went from a couple hundred square feet to 3,200 square feet. Four restaurants, um, I think 10 retail sites, and five street food concepts. And you know, they will tell you that they were hesitant to even sign a lease for the space, our founders. You know, they were supposed to sign a five-year lease. They're like, yeah, how about we do three? And the first day it opened, it just completely blew up. It was incredibly busy. People loved it. It started, it was the buzz in the city of Buffalo. Yeah. Um, they actually even started it without tables. They thought it was only going to be a takeout joint. And then they quickly realized that, no, this is really taking hold. So, you know, the heart of the bazaar is being a small business incubator. But it's really turned into a cultural hotspot for the city of Buffalo, and I think kind of a sign of pride for the city of Buffalo because mm-hmm. we are we're in almost every you know tourist blog like what to do when your family comes into town, where to go when you come visit Buffalo, come to the bazaar, try the food, have the experience. So it's really been neat to see that evolution, and now we're moving into kind of the next phase. Um, we bought a building over on Niagara Street that's fifteen thousand square feet, wow, and that is going to be our next bazaar. So. It's just taken such a stronghold on the city. We have over 120 businesses on our wait list. And it's still, when you go there, it's elbow to elbow. We need to grow for, for our customers. How as well. does a business get on that wait list? Um, they can go right to our website, the www.weedybuffalo.org, and they can start the application process. Um, you know, we right now are only able to service really restaurants and retail businesses because of the setup. We're not able to do service industries. And then, you know, depending on where you are in your business formation is kind of how you get on the list. So we have over 120 businesses, but they're all in different levels of where they are in terms of being Mm -hmm. ready to open. Some are ideas and some have moved through more business planning process that we offer here. And it's a puzzle, too. Like, you don't want to have seven Thai restaurants. There might be seven people who are ready to launch, but Mm -hmm. we can't have seven of the exact same thing. It's kind of interesting. It's not about competition. It's about collaboration. Which is an awesome way of putting that because you guys are currently, which even when you move, it's not that far away at all, very close to Buff State. And having Buff State so close, they have a small business development center. Do you guys work with them at all? Yeah, we work with them quite frequently. We actually just finished up a uh, micro-grant program. We gave out $1.5 million in conjunction with the city and um, the Buffalo State Small Business Development Center. 
That's amazing. Yeah, completely amazing. All grants to small businesses that needed assistance. So Because when you were talking about going through the process, having the Small Business Development Center help you with starting a business, doing the market analysis, and then diving into all the different paperwork, that kind of helps you guys understand if it is an idea or if it is a business. So I think that's really cool because you're incorporating so many different elements into the community to then start someone's American dream, specifically with people that are coming here for that. So it's not... I mean, really, I always struggle when people say that the American dream is dead because it's the furthest thing from the truth. It's it's not. It's not dead in Buffalo. Not at all. We're booming. And then especially, we recently just talked to 43 North, and they're just like, it's insane. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so many, so much paperwork on the back end of people just trying to get in, just a foot in the door of just like, I have this idea, I already have this, I'm already this... Um, I'm already at this point, like, what else can I do? It's fascinating, which from our standpoint, we're in green, um, unplanned, but it's very fitting, (laughs) not only for Weedy Colors, but because of what we actually just launched, um, our most recent merchandise sale is a a portion of all proceeds are going to be donated to you guys. So we're just super excited with that. And then naturally it's a green sweater. So it all just kind of fit. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I said thank you. Absolutely. (laughs) So that's one thing that we're super excited about. But for our listeners, that's the reason why we're all here today right like hi i'm mike i have a problem so the the whole point of bringing the sweaters in is just another way that we can further help the community in regards to something because of course we're we're a podcast but we're trying yeah so going back to the businesses that or the people that you're helping what is like the typical starting point for somebody that's coming and like i don't know where to go from here like where do you see people normally start with when they're starting their business? You know, honestly, we see the full spectrum. We see people who are just, you know, in the idea phase. We see people who are trying to legitimize their business. Maybe they've been doing their business out of their home and they've been doing catering just for family and friends or selling retail out of their home, but they need to kind of come to that next level. Mm -hmm. Um, We have people who come to us with vague ideas and, you know, we direct them over to the Small Business Development Center, Women's Business Center. You know, there's many small business organizations in the city to kind of help them get to the point where where they have a solid business plan and they know what they want to do and how they're going to execute it. Um, a lot of our businesses are very micro. Our loans are $500 up to $20,000. Uh-huh. So we have people who have started businesses with like literally $2,000. And some of them have turned wildly successful. Do you want to tell them about Christine? Oh, my gosh. Christine was the entrepreneur of the year last year. And we're going to have a new one. And she's going to announce it this year at Winterfest, reasons to go to Winterfest. Um, But Christine now, she does a medical transport business, and she now has an exclusive contract with ECMC. And how long did that take? Two years? Wow. Mm -hmm. I mean. That's incredible. Yeah, she is the American dream story. I forget where she starts, though, Rwanda? I believe she starts from Rwanda. I believe it starts in Rwanda, yeah. So what what is her business? It's medical transport, so people who need to are in wheelchairs or whatever and need to get to an appointment. Mm. Oh, okay. So it's like an ambulance, but not an ambulance. Exactly. Exactly. That's really cool. Yeah. Good for her. It's such a cool idea, too. Mm -hmm. Are there business models that you don't accept, or maybe you can refer to a different place to get funding from? It depends on where they are. Um, you know, obviously, if somebody is eligible for a bank loan, then we're going to refer them to a bank. We're not going to work with them ourselves. Um, but for the most part, we'll work with any type of business. Obviously, no illegal activity. Right, yeah. But anything outside of that, we are happy yeah. to help and support. And, it's and a business, going. Right. <laughs> we don't do counterfeit merch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. We're not printing any money. <laughs> nothing like this. <laughs> 
That's pretty that. sweet. So have you run into that situation though, where somebody is coming to you and they're like, can you help me with this? And you're like, I, we can't. We do have to have tough conversations every once in a while. Um, you know, unfortunately, with our federal funding, anything related to CBD, we're not really able mm-hmm. to fund because you have to show that there's zero THC in it. So right. until that becomes fully legal, we're not able to fund any of those businesses. Um, and I think, you know, the other hard conversations are like, this just isn't a model that's going to work. Mm-hmm. You know, it's Buffalo. Please don't tell me you're going to open a patio bar for two months of the year. Like, you know, there's those eight months of snow we all have to deal right, with. Yeah, so it literally just snowed we, yesterday. So. Yeah. And, you know, we try really hard. Like, our motto is really, you know, we want people to leave us better than they came. And a lot of the times that means saying, you know what, you're just not there yet. Tap the brakes, figure it out, come up with a new plan, and we can have this conversation again. Mm-hmm. And people have revelations in the West Side Bazaar while working, too. It may turn out like, I actually hate dealing with people. I want to go online. <laughs> Or do a ghost kitchen. I just want to make food and have it be picked up and delivered. You know, they're all you can figure out lots of stuff in the incubator process. So lots of people are like, oh, you help people turn into bricks and mortar. Mm, that's not for everybody. Sure. You can still be business minded, but it turns out you don't want to have a store. Which is probably more common nowadays where people right. don't necessarily so want other a brick routes. and mortar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Well, rent's expensive, so too. So expensive. So expensive. And the infrastructure and a lot of the you know, facilities that are available in the city need so much work. It's really out of reach for most people unless you have, you know, a pretty significant backing behind you. So for the entrepreneurs that we work with, you know, it's funny, kind of to backtrack a little bit. When I first started going up and down Grand Street, I was like, there's all these empty restaurants. Like, this is awesome. Why aren't we using these? And I was so naive. Now I'm like, oh, I got it. It needs hundreds of thousands of dollars to bring this up to code so someone is actually able to use it. Right. So, you know, there's just so many barriers that you don't really think about for somebody to be able to get their own brick and mortar in terms of the capacity they need to build to be able to do it. Now, when somebody comes to you, though, they need a certain projection, right, to be able to pay you or basically re be able to pay the loan back like they have to have some sort of plan right you're not just taking people just because they have a dream and they don't meet the bank standard oh i wish we could just take people with a dream but what we do is we underwrite on two of the five c's of credit so we underwrite on character and capacity so you know if someone comes to me and i I hate to keep going back to the restaurant example Mm -hmm. but it's pretty pretty much the easiest and says i want to start a restaurant but they've never even worked in one we're like okay let's talk this through a little bit there's some pieces of this you might not understand Um, So we want to see experience in the field that they're going into, um, whether they've done the work before for somebody else or they're currently doing it on their own. Um, We look at credit, but for us, credit is a little bit different than it is for a typical bank. If somebody had a bankruptcy seven years ago, that means something much different to me than someone who has not paid their credit cards the past year. So we're able to go back and lend to that person. Um, So we spend a lot of time making sure that they are able to service the debt. So we look at global debt service and we take into account all of their bills and make sure they have a way to support their loan even if their business doesn't succeed. So when somebody is a startup, we really look for them to have a job that's going to be able to supplement their income and pay the loan as they're looking at that ramp up. So we try to make sure that people are in a good position to pay it and it's not going to be a heavy burden. Do you ever do like any mentorship or anything like that? Whereas if somebody comes in with a restaurant and you're like, maybe you're not here right now, but let me put you in touch with somebody who has succeeded in this program to maybe help you understand what you need to do to maybe get approved next year. Does that happen? That's oh, a yeah. softball. Go, <laughs> I didn't even know that. So I... <laughs> One of the biggest things that we do, um, we have what's called pre-loan TA. 
So everybody that we work with, we help to get them loan ready. And it means something different for everyone. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's getting your personal credit in order. Maybe it's forming that business plan. Maybe it's understanding more about how to run a business. And to assist with that, we have relationship managers that work directly for Weedy. And they're really kind of generalists that you could, they link and refer to different organizations. We also have an amazing bench of volunteers that have expertise in different areas. Because I mean, when you think about it, when you start a business, you need to know about marketing. You need These days, you need to be able to get on the web. Mm-hmm. You have to be on the internet, so you have to be able to do all of those functions. So we have people who are able to assist with all of that. One of the kind of exciting things that we've done this past year is we've actually started a pilot program where we have some paid consultants that we work with and refer our businesses to. So, you know, if they're starting up and they need HR, an HR manual, we have paid consultants that can assist them in getting that startup completed. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's awesome. And we stay with our clients, too. So, you know, you start with pre-loan TA, we take you through the loan process, and then we have what's called post-loan TA so that we, as Mm -hmm. you're going through and maybe you run into some issues, you can call us before you get into trouble. Because, again, our goal is to get people bankable. We want all of our clients to leave us, Mm -hmm. which sounds terrible, but we want everyone to get into mainstream banking. So we need to keep a tight relationship with them to make sure that they stay on track with their loans and they call us at those times. Because, again, these are businesses that aren't in the West Side Bazaar. That's just a little microcosm of what's happening here. Yeah, we have about 60 businesses on our portfolio, just on our loan portfolio separate from the West Side Bazaar. Mm -hmm. So... I know that we touched on it a little bit, but can you explain just a little more in detail what the West Side Bazaar is? We talked that there's restaurants there, there's some shops, but like, what is it? <laughs> it's Where'd everything. the name come from? Yeah. <laughs> um, the name, I actually just recently learned. I guess um, the idea of the West Side Bazaar was actually generated because they wanted to start a business district on Grant Street. And a what, market district. A mar- is it, was it a market it. district? So what they wanted was a training ground for businesses to be able to develop. So that's kind of where the concept of the West Side Bazaar started. So at its heart, the West Side Bazaar is a small business incubator. Hmm. We're able to accept anybody who you know, doesn't already have a brick and mortar, who is low income and doesn't have the capacity to start their own brick and mortar in the community without us. So right now, the West Side Bazaar is very culturally diverse, but you can really think of that as a reflection of the neighborhood that mm-hmm. it's in. Um, you know, back 10 years ago, when the bazaar started, this was a very heavy immigrant and refugee community. And it still is to a certain extent, but that's why the bazaar is what it is. But people come to us, we're able to give them graduated rent. So they start at a low rent scale, move up to market rate. While they're with us, we give them assistance to learn how to run their own business. You know, someone might be a phenomenal chef or a phenomenal crafter, but they don't know the first thing about a PL. They don't know the first thing about their balance sheet, about human resources, all of these other pieces or that come into their it. things even. Yeah, right. like how to display things in an attractive way. So we work with them on all of those components until they have the competence and the confidence to be able to go out and venture on their own. And again, it's terrible, but we want everyone to leave us. Mm-hmm. We want everyone the goal to move is on. leave. <laughs> the goal is go. <laughs> but for everyone, it's different. You know, a lot of small business incubators, you typically see kind of this three-year scale. But the businesses that we're working with, we find the learning curves a little bit different. So, you know, it might take several years for someone to learn how to navigate, you know, Buffalo and all of the permitting and the health department and, you know, whatever else you may need to do. So mm-hmm. we don't want you to leave until you're we ready. know you're ready to leave. But at the same time, if your business is not successful... We also don't want you to kind of hang around and straggle and not be able to continue the success in your life. So we'll have those tough conversations as well. How do you keep track of loan repayment? Because that's got to be a thing, 
right? Like, <laughs> that's something to be tracked, especially with a portfolio that size. It is indeed tracked. Yes, it is indeed tracked. We um, have a, a program called LenderFet. So it's really a, a, from start to end for the loan program. It's how you apply for your loan. It's how we track the assistance that you're getting. And it's how we track your payments. But it's definitely a monster. You know, most mm-hmm. nonprofits are just accounting for grants. You know, people look at us and their eyes start crossing when they look at our financial statements because we have all of the loans. Some of them are SBA loans, like the money's coming from so many different sources. And yeah, it's a it's a nightmare, but it's a wonderful nightmare. We have a young genius at the helm. Yes, we do have a young <laughs> we genius. Do. Yeah, is there a team of like accountants to go through that? Yeah, so we have even um, e- like not to cut you off, but like even if someone's a genius, that's just a lot of paperwork. It's, oh no, he's just at the top. He's just like you know the hand. <laughs> there are definitely other people doing all that. Yeah, we have a fully fledged like finance department um, consisting of four or five staff to go with all of our programs to support them. So we're we're no longer kind of like that baby baby organization that's looking to volunteers to do that type of accounting and different things. That's crazy. Yeah. And then we have those wonderful annual audit. Everyone's favorite time of year. Oh, I bet. It's great. It's exhilarating. <laughs> it's so exhilarating. So what are your backgrounds? What made you get into this uh, nonprofit in the first place? Oh, dear. You go first. Oh, my goodness. Um, so... <laughs> Mine's a little bit of a curvy road. I've been in nonprofits since I was 18. So I started out working at the Kaladic Commission, which is actually no longer in existence. um, But I worked in group homes, which led me to community services, um, which is a larger organization. And while I was there, I jumped around a lot. So I ran programs directly. I worked in the development program. I did their auditing. I kind of became a jack of all trades while Mm -hmm. I was there. Um, And then I had my baby. And I decided when I looked in those blue eyes that I just needed to take some time off. So <laughs> I did some consulting. I was off for about seven years. And then I came to Weedy as the part-time education director. Hmm. And then during that time, there was transition and executive director. And they were like, hey, will you be interim? And I was like, ooh, I don't know. That doesn't sound fun. <laughs> Sounds like a lot of pressure. <laughs> I don't know. And then I did it. And I love it. And I decided to apply and stay on as executive director. So, you know, basically, it's a couple of decades of experience that we'll call a couple of years. Mm-hmm. Don't want to date myself too much. Yeah, hard. for sure. <laughs> We're on camera. Oh, <laughs> we forgot the Beyonce lens too. Darn it. <laughs> Let me see. Where shall we begin? No, uh, I've been working at Weedy since last March. And before that, I spent eight years being the communications director at Buffalo Seminary. I could do a whole other podcast on the beauty of girls' education, if you would like. <laughs> um, but really, I'm a journalist. I'm a writer. And uh, when I had my baby, uh, my second child, I had to stay home. When she was in second grade, I thought it was time for me to do something productive again. Besides, I was freelancing. Mm-hmm. And I got a job working as the communications director for the Food Bank for New York City which is another place that hilariously likes to say it wants to put itself out of business. I guess that's a nonprofit joke. Um, You're good. You can, yeah. I am. Oh, uh, so that's how it started. And I think about food. I used to be a reporter for, uh, I worked for the New York Times. And one of the things I did was work for the restaurant critic. And so I got to officially think about food. And um, I wrote a story for Gourmet. And I think about food. And so, and I'm from Canada. So I think I'm about an, food, too. I'm an immigrant. I think about food. I'm a writer. This was all very perfect for me. <laughs> it's a fun place to work. And you know what's nice, I think, is that we see our direct impact every day. You know, not often do you see that in nonprofit work. It takes a long time. You're working on very long-term goals. But we have long-term goals, but you can see 
you know, people starting up their business and the enthusiasm and it's awesome. Yeah, that has to be pretty rewarding. I mean, speaking of, you said that you started on Franklin, right? That's where Weedy started? Ferguson. Ferguson, right. So what was that like when you realized that you can expand? Like, what did it start at and where is it now, I guess, in, in Weedy's eyes? Oh, is that a loaded question? That is such a big question. Um, no, that's all right. <laughs> Whatever. That's not a softball. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I, our founders will really t- have have much better justice to the story. Like I've only been here five years, sure. so I, I wasn't here in the very very beginning. But I think what they saw is that what they were doing was really in partnership with the community. And I think as a nonprofit, you always have to be in partnership mm-hmm. with your community. You need to be part of it, not just in it. Mm-hmm. And I think Weedy has done an exceptional job of doing that. So, you know, we have the. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Kern because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, (laughs) I could really use Current. (laughs) I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. Banking services debit card provided by Bancorp, Bank NA, or Stride Bank NA. Members of FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. These business programs, but we also have our education programs. And, you know, when I first started as education director five years ago, we had two education programs, one for elementary students, one for middle school students. And Lafayette High School, which is an international high school in the city, said, you know what, we really need something for our students to do. So we started a high school program. And you know, it's really hard to get high schoolers to come to program. High schoolers are too cool for us. Oh, sure. Way too cool. Oof. Um, but the kids love it, and they come, and they are, are doing amazing and great things. So everything we do is in response to a need. And we're also very careful to stay away from mission creep, which is like the most the worst thing you can do as sure. a nonprofit mm-hmm. is to creep into other areas. We recognize there's other And it's other a constant pe- temptation. It really is because you want to solve so all the problems. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. All the time. But we recognize there's other organizations that do things really, really well. So we try to stick to what we're good at. And then when something else comes up, we say, hey, partner, guess what? You know, here is an opportunity over here. And I think that organic growth is really what's made Weedy what it is today. That's what attracted me to the job, really, when I was talking to you about it initially, which was that the pillars are so solid and there's no mission creep. Like, we really know what we're doing here. And, pe- you know, we're not a refugee resettlement agency. Five other agencies in the city do that. We are a second level for once you get here and you want to settle in. Um, it's just great. It's education for English language learners. That's what that is. And it's uh, entrepreneurship for people who qualify. It's so insane to think about because if we put ourselves in – their shoes i mean imagine just flying over to poland not speaking the language at all thinking about the ukrainians constantly right Mm -hmm. now and then you're trying to establish yourself in a country that you might not know the language that well versed and then someone starts asking you about credit and you're like what do you what 
Like, what do well, you, you mean? Well, you don't have an, you literally don't have an right. American credit rating right, right here. Zero. That's the part. You have zero bank. Yeah, industry. and it's like literally ground zero. Yeah. You almost don't exist in the country, yeah. in the business world within the country. And then all of a sudden you're just like, I have a really good idea. And then you're the bridge to basically create that entire vision. And then that person then looks back and says, well, it, they said it was true and it's true. Like the American dream is here. And that's fascinating because I don't know if any other countries have something like that to the extent that we do here. And it's nuts to think about the fact that it's in Buffalo. Yeah, but I think <laughs> Buffalo is ripe for it, though. I think bu- small business to me is what has changed Buffalo. No I mean, doubt. So significantly over the past like 20 years. It's a different city now than it was. Mm-hmm. But I mean, to go back to your point, it shows a lot of fortitude. We have, you know, some business owners who were pharmacists back in, in their home country, and then they came here and their degree didn't translate. So they had to say, oh my God, I'm in this new country. I can't keep my career. I could, but I have to go back to school for it. So what am I going to do? So, you know, a lot of the people we work with have more fortitude than I think any of us could ever understand to, you know, find a way to be able to support their family, support themselves. And how they've changed the landscape of Buffalo, how they've changed the West Side, the, the refugees and immigrants that have resettled here is absolutely amazing. I mean, it's, it's a completely different community than it was 10, 15 years ago. Absolutely. So we talked about the woman who transports people uh, to ECMC, has that whole contract. But what are some other feel-good stories, maybe that's something um, like a real, this is what Weedy is, if you look at it from a business sense. The, do you have an example of something like that that oh kind of hits home for you right you now? Here for days. Please do. I like, know. This, I'm this like is wildly sorting in my so head I think right now. Mana. Yeah. Okay. So, one, I highly recommend going down to Mana at the Northland Plaza if you haven't been there yet, um, or the New York, Northland Workforce Development Center, excuse me. Um, he, Dale and his wife came to us. His wife is a teacher at Emerson. She runs the culinary program over there. Dale has been a chef for years and years and years. Decades. Yeah, around the country doing different things. And I don't know if you remember, but initially there was a restaurant at Northland and they lasted about a day. They just didn't have the capacity. They didn't understand, you know, the the level of... um, clientele that they were going to be seeing on a daily basis and they couldn't support it so the city after that it's giant it's huge. really big oh my the god space it's unbelievable is huge. the the northland training center yeah yes. there's Got a restaurant it. in there yes yes yep. so dale and his wife decided they wanted to try for the opportunity so the city actually had kind of i guess an rfp process that they went through in order to narrow down who could potentially run it they were looking at the background they wanted to make sure that you know the next business they put in there was really going to be successful so dale and his wife he'll he'll tell you they started with nothing absolutely nothing and they went around they have they got a weedy loan they were able to use it in their capital stack they were able to find an angel investor they were able to get a larger loan as a result of that in order to get i think they needed two hundred and fifty thousand dollars in order to go into that space and they have been wildly successful um he has a new orleans background hmm. so he has like a little bit of a cajun influence in his co- food but he's also also classically trained he likes to say food for the soul not soul food yes okay food for the soul. nice and it is so unbelievably good after they got approved for their loan they brought us a buffet oh my god <laughs> i still i can drool thinking should, about it, it should sure. definitely be on is. every brunch list oh it's so, good. so amazingly good but you go there, you talk to Dal, and he glows. He tells you how Weedy changed his life. And, you know, we didn't change his life. He had the capacity the entire time. We gave him some of the tools to be able to do it. But he went over there, and he opened right before COVID started. 
and he was still able to maintain his business. He gives back to the community and, you know, they're booming over there. He's doing a great job. He has a great catering business, a great in-house business and, you know, the brunch. Yeah. And they're co-chairs of our capital campaign to build on the other side of Niagara. I think the one thing you see in Weedy clients is just this glow. Um, We have another client, Zawen, who Zawen started with one can business. The can redemption, the big place right down. Westside can redemption. He now has five or six different locations. um, All over... All over, yeah, some in Hamburg. He's even in the South Towns. Oh, wow. Yeah. I think he's got one in Niagara Falls, too. I just interviewed him last week, and I was like, he's it's, an entrepreneur. Yeah, he is amazing. He also just bought a building over, down down the street a little ways, and he has a laundromat and I think a dry cleaning That's business where it was, in it. on Massachusetts. On Massachusetts. Yeah. So, you know, you just see, again, it's that pride that yeah. he did it, and he's a serial entrepreneur now, and he's just going after he's it. He's got a giant, beautiful mural of a Burmese bird on the side of his laundromat it's amazing that's sweet the the cool thing about your this nonprofit is that you aren't only just helping people but you're helping people realize what they can actually do that they're maybe too scared or just don't have the ability to do it themselves like that's very rewarding and you get that different glow when you realize sure i needed help but i could i I could do this like this is me doing it and i think that's kind of what separates and this is not in a competitive nature but that's what separates yours this nonprofit from other ones is that you're just giving people the ability to work on themselves and be able to basically take what they want to do and their expertise and just put it into fruition, which is just a different type of feeling. It's amazing. It's amazing to watch. I mean, when you see someone from start to finish, when they come to Weedy, it just... I don't even have words for it. Like, it kind of gives me goosebumps. Every, every no- <laughs> I like to pe- give everyone this pep talk from the board to the staff to random strangers who I pin down that <laughs> everybody you know every line in every development office and every nonprofit on planet earth is you're making a difference mm-hmm. it's really true here mm-hmm. you can really see it it's not even like an uh, intangible emotional difference it's changing the streetscape when you give to our capital campaign you're changing the streetscape on Niagara, and that's a real legacy for the city. Everyone's like, legacy giving, legacy. This is real legacy giving to the city. You're rebuilding the neighborhood, literally. Well, and what's amazing, too, is we did an economic impact study for our new site. Right. In the first five years of operation, we are going to have a $35 million impact on the city of Buffalo. What is the city's response to Weedy? Like the officials or whatever. How's that relationship with the city? Everybody loves Weedy, I think. I mean, it's it's a nice... Um, it's a nice feeling because people are excited to help. They like seeing the difference. It's an organization that I think goes either side of the aisle mm-hmm. because, mm-hmm. you know, no matter what, you can get behind people starting their own Everyone's sure. into entrepreneurship and education. Mm-hmm. It It's actually a dream situation as a development person. Yes, and as an executive director. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Huge dream. <laughs> so we were talking about the buildings and how you can understand, like, maybe the infrastructure of the building isn't very sound. Do you guys get involved with that? Are you there to help maybe direct them to an engineer to be like, can you work with this person to see if this is even salvageable, or is that not in your purview? Uh, some of our mentors can help okay. with that. It's definitely not something in-house that we would do. We would sure. definitely direct somebody to one of the small business organizations we work with or one of our mentors that would be willing to work with them. Because there's so many buildings in Buffalo that are just – 
not structurally sound, but there's so much history there and like you want to keep the integrity of it, but sometimes it's just not possible. So that's why I was wondering if you guys do that or not. Yeah, sometimes it's just not possible, but I really do it. That's mission creep. Yes, it is. Yeah, sure, yeah. (laughs) And it's not something that's super sexy. Like there's a lot of grant funding out there for doing the exterior of buildings. Mm -hmm. You don't find a lot of grant funding for doing the interior. The pipes. Yeah, nobody wants to right. do the pipes and the electric and all of those pieces, which is the important part. <laughs> right. really. They're kind of clutch. You want to flush your toilet. Also, really expensive part. Yeah. yeah. Yes, sewers are extremely expensive. Yeah, brutal. Very yes. important. <laughs> yes, and codes are nuts, especially when you're down here. Yeah. Even from the electrical standpoint, you have to be licensed separate from other places. So if you're licensed to do electrical work in the city, that's separate than if you're licensed to do electrical work in, say, Lancaster. So, yeah, it's a very difficult process in the electrical world, which is why you you basically reach out to a couple like legitimate electrical outfits and then they're just like we can do it well again that's another barrier for our businesses is to be able to explore that i mean it's it's huge to find out what the codes are like there's no code person really i can can barely read code and you know i went to college and english is my native language it's horrifying right yeah, yeah really yeah and then not to mention like crazy HR rules. And, you know, there's so many pieces that you have to understand to be able to run your business successfully. And legal. Yeah. yeah oh, legal, yeah, very important. Yeah. Legal is insane. That was one of my questions. But once you said that you have an entire team for accounting, I'm like, then they must for legal because they basically go hand in hand. Okay, like, hey, can fortunate. I put money here or is that legal? Like, <laughs> how does that work? Yeah, we try to stay on the up and up. Yep. Um, by that, I mean we always stay on the up and right. up. Yeah, really. <laughs> exactly. When somebody gets a grant or loan from you guys, are they required to be on Grant Street? Or like, what is the requirement on location for a business? Um, the majority of our businesses need to be within the city of Buffalo. Okay. So I think about 65% is the number that have to be in the city of Buffalo. And 65% also have to be minority or women-owned businesses in order for us to remain um, a CDFI. Oh, okay. That's interesting. And do they have to maintain location for a certain number of years or is it? No. no. Okay. No. Well, I didn't know about, I didn't know about like the minority and the women part of it too. Like that has to be required to be. To I didn't know the mind. percentage. I knew that it had to be a majority. I didn't know it had to be that much of a majority because some people are like, it's 51%. So mm-hmm. it's majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, they're very, very specific and they're yeah. very specific about the tracks where you can land. If you want to go outside, you have to go through this extensive, insane application process. Is that a state thing or a federal thing? Um, both. Goodness gracious. Yeah, we have a lot of rules. So many layers. <laughs> so many so rules. Many yeah, that's, that's an onion. That's a yeah, definite let's not, onion. Let's keep that onion together. <laughs> right. And it's not there. interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty boring. <laughs> that is when you need to have a drink. So. Yes. <laughs> Which we know some people. Yep. <laughs> so we're good. So how does somebody get involved as a volunteer or somebody maybe that has a subject matter expert that they can provide a service to someone that you guys are working with? It's on the website. Okay. There's a form on the website. You can call us up. You can come by the West Side Bazaar. Even I, when I'm in the West Side Bazaar, because this office is pretty formally closed still, mm-hmm. I hang out in the West Side Bazaar all the time. And I see people coming in, and they just want to ask, like, I have an idea for a business. And we, I send them right to the operations manager there, and he takes everything down, and we all stay in touch. It's just amazing. But I'd say... Two or three times a week, someone comes in and says, I have an idea for a business. Wow. Which, I mean, that's great. Because there's some creative people that exist. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Ghost Kitchen earlier. So the first thing that came into my head was a literal ghost kitchen. We have renderings that where, have ghosts in them. Well, not, not I mean. No, Casper running the kitchen. I yeah, ghost. right. I was thinking, like, exactly. you don't know who the chef is at all. 
but all of a sudden, like people just love the food. Yeah. But yeah. no one knows anything there's about no the signage. kitchen. Yeah, there's no signage. There's no it's staff. Wild, like right? no one knows anything about online. it. They just like the food. Mm-hmm. That would be really cool. Well, that's uh, that's so a new thing. Ghost that is the hot are thing in the Buffalo. Sexy hipster thing now. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a new hoagie place. I think I've there's heard a about taco a coffee place, place in South Buffalo. Do you know about this? Insane. You d- there's a line but no sign, and really, uh, yeah. I've never even heard of this before. Oh, oh it's I'll wild. look it up before this this hour is over. <laughs> yeah, we I can had send the tacos. They're really good. <laughs> the operations manager at the bazaar brought me tacos from there last week. And no one knows who the chef is? Oh, I th- yeah, you can know who it is once you go in, but it's like there's no signage, there's no advertising. Oh, it's just like you just show up and buy tacos. Yeah, it becomes like you a You tell cult there's favorite. a line, and then you're like, what's on the line? Oh, tacos are on that line? That's interesting. Yeah. That's happening in Buffalo, New York. That kind of yeah. gives me anxiety, though, because it's just like, why are all these people in the line? <laughs> food. <laughs> They're online for food. Do they know something yeah. I don't? Yeah. Yeah. They're giving out money or food, so get online. <laughs> that happens That happens in airports all the time. People are just randomly standing in lines. It's like, why are you standing in lines? Uh-huh. Like, I don't know. I just, uh-huh. just saw someone in front of me I'm standing really in line. I'm really looking forward to taking yeah. my shoes off. Like, yeah. yeah. Or you realize it's a 45-minute line for the bathroom, yeah, and I'm exactly. like, I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> so people that are volunteering, maybe their, their expertise can go to Westside Bazaar and do the same thing. It doesn't have to be somebody with an idea for a business yeah okay i mean i'm often one of us is often there sure and mike's always there yes because he's the operations manager Hmm. gotcha so that's where if anyone that's listening has an expertise that they would like to give to a nonprofit, definitely go there and check that out because you could be helping some literally anybody I mean, it's it's wild. And is it the same for funding? Like, if somebody wants to donate to you, is that still all through well, the website? Well, you can do that online, okay. or you can come to the West Side Bazaar. Yeah, I'll be there. I have little envelopes. I can put put that in for you. <laughs> <laughs> and this is little, a riot. There's a safe too. <laughs> <laughs> I'll dress up that day. Like, I really wasn't expecting to be on camera today. I look like you can give me money most days. We look trustworthy. Today I'm like, I don't look like you should give me any money today. But I swear I can. That girl's school life, I know how to do this. <laughs> I love it. Okay, so, so your, your website is, yeah, your website yeah. is weedy. Weedy.com. Weedybuffalo.org. Oh, okay. Or, yes. We're a nonprofit. Yes. There it is. Plus, now you know it's a trusted source and legit. Weedy.gov.org. Wait, weedy.gov.org. Weedybuffalo.org. Do you have any social media? We do. We have the Facebook. We have the Instagram. I don't think the we Facebook have The Facebook and the Instagram is <laughs> my favorite. So You've asked the million dollar question. Yes, we have all, we have two of everything because we have Westside Bazaar and we have Weedy. Okay. So there's Twitter, there's Facebook, there's Instagram. Oh, the LinkedIn too. There's LinkedIn, which yep. I fill myself. <laughs> Because that's where the grammar matters. <laughs> uh, so I type those ones. But uh, I have a part-time person who we consult. We meet every morning and talk about what we're going to put on all of that social media. Oh, could you imagine? It's brutal. What, good communication? Yeah, I know I can. <laughs> Would what? you st- Oh, uh, my goodness. <laughs> I'm glad your CDL is coming in the mail next week because you drove over me with a bus. Anyways. Don't forget to back up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, funny. All right, everybody. Thanks for your time. Appreciate it. We'll see you next week. Don't forget to give us money. Yeah. Yeah, we'll so, take all your money. <laughs> Thanks, is there anything that we didn't talk about that you guys, that maybe like we didn't know about that you want to bring up, or do we cover most everything? I think we covered a lot. Okay. I think we definitely um, are – Annual fundraiser is coming up next Friday. And oh yeah, let's talk about Weedy Fest. Yeah. yeah, have people come to. It's now. Lo- it's not Winterfest because we're in summer. It's springish. It's, it's hello, sum- 
summer goodbye Winterfest. Yes, so that's clever, right? I made it up myself. (laughs) Nice. Yeah, because it used to be called Winterfest. (laughs) Yeah, it's usually in February. COVID pushed this right into the end of April. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, but it keeps snowing, so it's awesome. Our snowflake motif is great, solid. (laughs) (laughs) So you're the reason why it's still snowing. I got it. Yes, Yes. in fact, yes. (laughs) Mother Nature and I are keeping this together. (laughs) So what can somebody expect if they go to Weedy Fest? The best time of their life. Perfect. Nailed it. All right, see you guys. Uh, No. (laughs) No, it is. It's literally the best fundraiser in the city. Because I've lived here 12 years. I've been to Winterfest. There were a bunch. I used the wife of a lawyer. I have to go to stuff. This is the best one. And now I'm planning it, so it's going to be extra best one. You get bizarre food. Bizarre food. A nice food, buffet. Open bar. Yes. Uh, great where is it again? We have a band. We have a couple of auctions going. It's going to be awesome. At Riches, the atrium at Riches. Okay. Yep. So you can, again, you can go to our website, www.weedybuffalo.org, Keep and it, it will on the west pop side. you right up to how to get Winterfest tickets. Yeah. Okay. And there's a door prize raffle. There's a 50-50 raffle. Which was donated... Which we'll be making that night. That's how fifty fifties work. Correct. The the basket <laughs> that the basket that we donated yeah, in partnership confused. with oh, Addie's. Oh, oh yeah, so we no, will that's have, a basket auction. Yes, we have a yes. basket auction as well. Yes. yes, and we're grateful because we need that to augment our basket auction selection. Yes, and we also have a live auction with some great um, yeah. vacation destinations. Experiences. Oh, oh, experiences. I, I was thinking about like live pigs that we can just like <laughs> like cattle. Oh my yeah. god, yes. that would be, I love a livestock auction. Because that's next year. Yeah, we'll when we have our own Jesus. space, yeah. we need our own space. Frowns for that. upon the animals being brought we in. Can't so. do, we can't do the yeah. little chicks and the frozen. lambs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. exactly. They have to be frozen, <laughs> frozen in package. <laughs> <laughs> Ship it out. Goodness. Oh, and this it's, isn't going sideways at all. We're not yeah. having, we're keeping we're it not having a meat raffle either. <laughs> Kentucky Derby's right around the corner. Horses are everywhere. <laughs> it's very high end. No meat raffle. No. What music's going to be there? Uh, it's a band called Gravy. They're okay. called Gravy Entertainment. And they come in different forms. But we're having a quartet of jazz and pop. Oh, sweet. It has, it's a party planning, you guys. Everyone's got to be able to hear each other talk mm-hmm. as well as be entertained. What's the dress code for this event? Because you know how sometimes it's just like... It's after work look nice. Like, mm-hmm. But Business work cash. is now sitting yeah. around in your house, so what's right. that going to yeah. be? Pajamas, I, I gotcha. yeah. yeah, exactly. Change out of the sweatpants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's with a band. Wear pants. <laughs> yeah. Wear pants. That's going to be really good. Yes. Perfect. And cool. you'll have a lot of fun. And then I would also say people should keep an eye out for um, the development over on Niagara Street. There's going to be a pretty intense summer bash that we're going to be throwing this yes. year to kind of kick things we're gonna off. We're going to have a street party on July 30th. Yes. Okay, cool. You heard it here first. We haven't told anyone this. No. We're telling Ooh, everyone it. at Winterfest. Yes. Excellent. And then how much are tickets for Winterfest? 85 Open bar, tons of food, including West Side. Unless Bar. you want to be a snowflake supporter, then there. There's the, yes, the elite snowflake supporter for 100. Yes. Ooh, okay. Cool. All right. Well, everybody go check that out. Go to www.weedybuffalo.org. Get your tickets. Clearly, these two women are we'll hilarious. They're going to be, be there. We will be it's, entertaining. Yeah, it's gonna, yeah. If the Hello, band isn't entertaining, which they probably will be, these two women will be very entertaining for you. So go check them out. Help out an amazing cause. I mean, they're transforming. They're helping transform some awesome spots in Buffalo. So there's no way that you wouldn't want to support. So just come on down and support them. You can offer your services. You can donate. You can do whatever. You can go to these uh, festivals that they're having. It's just going to be a good time, and we're probably going to be at one, maybe both of them. So, and you can check out on our website a list of all weedy businesses. 
places that we've touched and go to any of them. Oh, that's cool. And the West Side Bazaar, of course. Absolutely. That's yeah. awesome. Come eat some good food. Mm-hmm. Cool. Oh, my God. We have spectacular food right now. <laughs> we have two new That's another one where two? people like say they like it, and I'm like, no, this is really good. Objectively yeah. good. I worked for the New York Times. This is objectively <laughs> good. I am a, very much a food snap now, thanks to our <laughs> restaurants and the West Side Bazaar. Love it. I tried Taco Bell the other day. Oh, not good. Not good. No. No. Although that's usually pretty good. Yeah, it used to be a staple for me. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for your thank time. You. Thank you thank so you much. It was a pleasure. Thank, Sold at gyms. My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.